ready? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Shayla, and I'm super excited to be here today. Um, One Shot Church, we just want to wish all the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. Uh, we also know that although this is a very special occasion for some of you, might not be so happy. So we just uh, wanted to let you know that we're thinking about you. We are praying for you. And we just want God's peace to be with you today. Uh, so I have the pleasure this wonderful Mother's Day of um, speaking about purpose. Uh, we're in the middle of a bullseye series and we're discussing what purpose is, um, how to discover it, how to pursue it, how to fulfill it. Um, and so here we are. So I'm going to pray and we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, dear God, I just thank you so much uh, for today. I thank you for the opportunity um, that you have given me uh, to speak to your people today. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you would just speak through me, use the words that I say to impact anyone who's watching. Um, and I just thank you, Lord, for a wonderful time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so it, like I said, it's Mother's Day. Um, I am a mother of four. I've got three boys, one girl. Um, and, you know, it's it's a challenge at some days, but, you know, for the most part, it's really good. So I'm not actually going to share a motherhood story. I'm going to share a childhood story with you. And I was talking with uh, my parents and my brother about this the other day. Um, so I'm going to take you all the way back to uh, the 90s, which, in my opinion, is uh, one of the best decades. So late 90s, probably 11-year-old Shayla, um, me and my brothers, I have an older brother and a, young, and a younger brother. Um, we grew up in this little duplex, and uh, we were very protected as children. Like, don't cross the street by yourself until you're 10. Protected, right? So uh, we, um, we had the opportunity to uh, be at home by ourselves, which was like a really big deal for us. Uh, I was like no school or something. And so uh, my dad says, hey, you guys have lunch, you have your schoolwork, everything that you need. I think it was like a day off of school. Um, don't leave the house, don't go outside, don't do nothing. So <laughs> you can have lunch, PB&J for lunch, all that good, all that good stuff. So uh, lo and behold, we decided that we did not want peanut butter and jelly for lunch because we had peanut butter and jelly every day. Uh, and I know some of you all can relate. Back in the day, it was PB&J or nothing. So we decided, you know what? We're going to scrape together our money, and we're going to go to uh, Safeway. We're going to walk to Safeway, and we're going to buy some Lunchables. I really enjoyed the pepperoni pizza Lunchables as a child. <laughs> so we scraped up our little coins, and we decided to walk to the Safeway down the street. It was like probably like a 10-minute walk. We go on this adventure. We're, like, propping each other up over uh, the brick wall and, like, catching each other as we drop down. It was, like, so cool. We get there. Mind you, my parents did not know that we had gone because they weren't home. We were home by ourselves. And so um, we successfully got there. We got our Lunchable and everything. We get back to the house only to realize that one of us had locked the door on the way out. And I really think it was my younger brother, Christian. He was like five at the time, so he's probably just used to locking the door. I don't know. I'll just blame it on him. He locked the door, <laughs> and uh, we, were, we were locked out of the house, and we were like, oh, shoot. So we checked all the windows and everything, and, um, yeah, we just realized we played ourselves because now we had to sit on this porch until – 
my parents came home, and this was not in the days of cell phone. We couldn't call, nothing. We just had to sit there and wait and receive um, the wrath of, of parenting. So um, the reason why I bring up that story is because I feel like a lot of times in life, uh, we be playing ourselves, like for real, especially when it comes to pursuing and fulfilling our purpose. Um, and so a lot of us, we try to discover and fulfill our purpose outside of a relationship with God. And as believers, as Christians, our identity is in him. So it should be no different with discovering our purpose in him. It's got to be done with him. Uh, maybe, you know, for me, um, my purpose within motherhood, I know, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's a lot of pressure to realize, like, I have to raise these children. I'm supposed to be educating them. I'm responsible for making sure that they are upstanding humans and they're and they're prosperous and things like that. And it, it can be a lot of pressure. But if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, I can think that it's all, all on me. I have to do these things. I have to come up with a plan. I have to be the one. And that's just not healthy. Um, and so today I want to talk about shifting uh, your focus from what you need to do in and of yourself to actually doing it with God. So maybe you're in a place where, you know, either you don't know your purpose at all um, or maybe you even do know your purpose and you're just constantly spinning your wheels because every time you try, you just constantly are hitting a wall. So let's talk about it. The title of my message is Stop Playing Yourself. So how do we stop playing ourselves? How is, um, how do we overcome the stress, the pressure of seeing where we want to be and looking at where we are? Uh, how do we find and fulfill our purpose? So number one, we're going to go through four points today. Number one is you have to believe what God says about you. Now this is huge. This is extremely important for the life of a believer, and even if you're not a Christian watching, this is the foundation, this is the starting point of what a Christian walk is. Because if you don't understand who God has made you to be, what he says about you, then it's going to be very difficult for you to pursue and discover God's vision for your life. So let's look at uh, Romans chapter 8. Um, the book of Romans is packed. It's filled with a lot of knowledge about the entire story of redemption. Um, Paul goes through and explains about what sin is, um, why God had to ordain Jesus to come, why he had to come the way that he did, why he had to die the way that he did, and then um, eventually how our lives are tied into that, the righteousness that we have in him. So if you have the time, I would recommend reading uh, the entire book of Romans, but for the sake of today, um, I wanted to reference Romans uh, 7, and then we'll read into chapter 8. So in chapter 7, Paul is talking about this war that we have between uh, the spirit and the flesh. So when we um, get saved, we are, our spirit is renewed. Some of you might have heard uh, the scripture that uh, all thing, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That's referring to our spirit who has been uh, risen with Christ. So uh, he's talking about you have this, the spirit part of you, which has been redeemed, which is uh, righteous and holy with God. 
but then you also have your flesh, which is how we um, how we maneuver our earthly, our mind, our will, our emotions, and how we live within the earth. That part of us still needs to be sanctified. It still needs to be transformed into who God says that we are. So there's this constant uh, war between uh, which do we live by. And part of the reason why is because we have to renew our minds. We have to believe what God says about us. So let's look at Romans 8 verses 5 and 6. And it says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So when we set our minds on the things of the flesh, when we set our mind on the earth and what we can do in and of our own strength and what quality traits we personally have, the Bible says that that is death. It will not produce any fruit in your life, ultimately. You might be able to accomplish a few things, but at the end of the day, it's not fruitful in the eyes of God. But when we set our minds on the spirit, that is what brings us life. That's what brings us peace. Um, Now, you could, I I would suggest going through the Bible even, you can even just do a Google search to say, like, okay, what does God say about me? Um, who am I in Christ? I'll just give you a few. Um, the Bible says that you are his workmanship, created for good works, according to Ephesians 2.10. It says that when you receive Jesus, you become righteous with him, according to Romans 3.22. The Bible says that you are loved by him in John 3.16. It says that God has a plan for you in Jeremiah 29.11. So you can, like I said, you can just go through and you can even list out these things. You can read over them every day. Um, you can write them in your journal. You can post them up all over your house, however you feel um is the best way to get that into your thought process because ultimately your thoughts and your beliefs affects your behavior. So if you can change your belief process, then what you do will ultimately change and it'll shift towards the direction that God wants you to go in. Let's look at number two. Uh, number two is receive God's grace through faith. Now, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, but it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So what this is saying is it was by the grace of God that we were saved. When, when God saved us, it wasn't something that we did. It was a complete gift because if it was something that we did, then we would have been able to say, look how I saved myself. Look at all the great things that I've done. Um, Now, as it pertains to that word salvation, it's not just forgiveness of sins. The Greek word here is sozo, and that encompasses a whole lot of stuff. Um, It encompasses forgiveness of sins. It encompasses um, healing and rescue. And so Even in the same vein with our lives, we can receive that salvation, that grace through believing and by faith in him, not by works. So when we're trying to discover and pursue our purpose, it's got to be through and by the grace of God. Now, let's look at Romans uh, chapter 9, verses 31 and 32. And this is Paul talking about the children, children of Israel. It says that they tried to get right with God uh, 
through and by their own works. It says, but the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law, they never succeeded. Why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting him, instead of by putting faith in him. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. Another translation says they didn't pursue it by faith, but as if it was based on works. So you can have this strong desire uh, to want to achieve and, and pursue and discover your purpose. But if you're doing it not by faith and only by works, you're going to stumble. It says that works is the stumbling stone. Uh, let's hop down to Romans uh, 10 verses 2 through 4. And it says, I know the enthusiasm they have for God, but it's misdirected zeal. For they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. It says, refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. So, for instance, this would be, like for me, as a mom. I'm going to try to be a good mom by cleaning, making sure they clean their room every day, by feeding them every day, by... You know, we, we homeschool our kids, so making sure that they have the perfect curriculum, uh, making sure they get straight A's and they do all these things, that's all works. All of it is works. So we can't try to um, make ourselves right or perfect based off of solely what we do. Um, it says in verse 4, for Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him, there's the word again, believe, all who believe in him are made right with God. So this means that it's not about my actions. Yes, the actions matter. Yes, I should feed my kids every day and make sure the house is clean and make sure that they're well educated. But at the end of the day, I have to believe and trust God that he's going to give me uh, the words to say, the wisdom on how to train them for exactly what each child needs because obviously they're all individuals and they need different things from me. Um, and so it's all about putting your trust and believing in Christ. So let's review what we talked about so far. We're talking about how to um, pursue and discover and fulfill the perp our purpose with God. So number one is believe what God says about you. And number two is um, to receive God's grace through faith. Number three is ask for his help. Now, this would seem like something that, you know, would be common knowledge. Um, but for a lot of people, it's not. A lot of times people will wait until they're at the lowest of the low to ask for help. But you don't need to be at your lowest point to ask God for his help. You know, put your ego aside um, and realize that asking for help does not make you weak. It actually means that you're wise and that you understand, hey, I can't do this by myself. God, I need your help. You know, pray like, Lord, I, I need your help to sh show me the direction that I'm supposed to go in. Thank you, God, for giving me your, your life. I choose to trust in you, things like that. And when we put our minds on God, the Bible says that he keeps us in perfect peace, according to Isaiah 20, 26, chapter 26, verse 3. I'm talking too fast, guys. Um, so the Bible says that he keeps us in perfect peace. Um, the Bible also says that our help comes from the Lord, according to uh, Psalms, I think it's 121, um, that our help comes from the Lord. And then also that all things work together together 
for the good according to those who are called uh, to his purpose. And we all know that God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Um, and don't ever forget that. God has a purpose for all of us and all things work together for good. So even even though, you know, we might experience things, um, traumas and tragedies in our lives, God is not the one who is making those things happen, but he will bring you through those things. He causes all those things um, to be maybe learning uh, for us and even just a time where we can receive his grace and his love and his forgiveness. Uh, lastly, number four, purpose is a process. Um, I have only been a mom for seven years. Jo my oldest, Josiah, he's uh, seven. He'll be eight uh, later on this year. Um, but I have changed a whole lot since I first became a mom. Um, and truth be told, I have a long way to go. Uh, but I understand now more than ever that fulfilling my purpose is a process. I'm not going to go from discovering my purpose to fulfilling my purpose overnight. Um, and so I want this to be a reminder to you guys. Transformation is a process. I was looking through some old notes and I found um, this statement in there. It said, Al versus wow. And the owl was, uh, look how far I have to go. So seeing where I am now and knowing, because I know good and well, uh, I've got some growing to do, uh, and saying, like, man, I have so far to go. I can't do it. You know, being discouraged versus, wow, look how far Jesus has already brought me. Look at the last seven years of my life and um, look at what he's done. I can point out the times where Jesus really was with me here and here and here and here. And so I would just encourage you guys to remember all that God has done for you. He is truly faithful. Um, the Bible says that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think when we put our trust in him. And the Bible also talks about this, uh, this transformation from glory to glory. So as we um, become more like Christ, as we renew our minds, as we receive the grace of God, as we ask him for help, we transform from day to day and things only will get better and better. And yes, you know, life might knock us down, but we continue to, to do the same thing over and over and over again. And God is right there and he's faithful to be with us. And the last scripture I wanted to point out is Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 6. It says that he who began a good work will bring it to completion. And I know uh, for a lot of us, especially in this season, it seems like, you know, life is at a standstill. We're really not able to do a whole lot. We're supposed to be staying home. And it's just, it, it can be overwhelming at times. But just know that if God has started a good work in you and he will bring it to completion. He is the one to see you through. Uh, so put your trust in him. Um, so the best way to discover and fulfill your purpose with God is number one, believe what God says about you. Receive his grace through faith. Uh, ask for God's help. And then also remind yourself of how far God has brought you. Uh, let's pray. Uh, dear God, um, I just thank you so much for this time. Um, I pray that the words that I spoke today were encouraging um, and that uh, you would just continue to reveal yourself to us in this season. 
I thank you, Lord, for just continuing to be faithful, uh, to continue to keep all of us safe, our families safe. Um, and I just pray an extra special blessing over anybody who's watching today. Um, may you be with them. May you show yourself mighty um, and strong to them. In Jesus' name, amen. So I hope this message was encouraging. Um, I have not, I really don't like speaking in front of people, but, you know, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, so here we are. Um, but I really hope this message was encouraging for you. Uh, if you would like to, you can actually, we have small groups going on. They're called B groups because B is for belong. Um, and so I would like to invite you, if you want to join, they're on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., um, and we just get together and we talk via Zoom um, about the sermon series, any questions you guys have, stuff like that. So you can go to our website, www.oneshotchurch.com slash connect, and all the information is there. Um, also, if you want to give online, you can go to our church website and click give. It's www.oneshotchurch.com slash give, and you can go there and give a donation as well. Um, if you had uh, a favorite part of this message, let us know in the comment section because our leadership team is always ready and waiting to engage with you. Um, so that's that's pretty much it, guys. Um, yeah, I love you all. I'll see you next time. Bye.